0: buddy, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 144. We're back in the studio, in the basement, to talk about another week of wrestling and whatever else comes up along the way. Right? Yes. I'm uh, co-host, my son Jack is here. Throat is normal. Is it normal this week? That's good. You're still fighting some sort of coughing thing or something though, yeah, a little bit. a bit of a dry cough. But... Hopefully not into the microphone, but we'll see. See how things go. <laughs> We are uh, recording a bit early again. We are
1: as early as can be
0: busy, uh, busy weekend planned. Um, your younger brother, my younger son, actually. Funny uh-huh. how that works out. That is interesting. That's how that works. Has provincial I mean, basketball. You would think that's
1: automatic, but I guess technically that doesn't have to be that. Works. I guess not.
0: No. So, uh, yeah, we're heading off to St. Catherine's area to watch your. Well, I'll watch your brother play basketball. You will. You might once maybe. We'll see what uh, happens I but yeah because i have to so last year we did we took all we took some gear and recorded in the hotel room but we decided we're going to try and get it done before that so i think the only thing we'll be missing is some um smackdown talk because it hasn't happened yeah, yet right? i'm
1: not even yeah. against doing it in the hotel room it was more the we had to set aside time for it. i was like oh yeah that's kind right because
0: we usually have a pretty full weekend of stuff to do and we have to carve out a couple hours i don't to do really this, care so. about the
1: doing in the room part that's kind of
0: funny it is but you don't you're not the one that has to pack up everything and put it all away and stuff right that's why it's still funny less (laughs) less work for me is the bottom line but anyways it should be a fun weekend we'll stop off at bounty hunter toys is it that's the only part i care about collectible store that you will spend literally an hour in or you did last time i think it sounds right yeah and uh because remember it's not in a great neighborhood and i decided i was going to go to the convenience store and get drinks and it was like a very sketchy like half full half empty grocery or uh, convenience store and then I went to get you drinks and none of the coolers had power so all of the drinks were warm so I that's bought so you no- weird. I bought you nothing basically. I mean I would take nothing actually yeah I didn't it was like a hot day I think last time we were there was it in the summer anyways doesn't matter but mm-hmm. so that's the plan it's a uh, decent drive nothing crazy but we'll tackle that and hopefully have a good weekend stay in a hotel maybe swim in a pool eat at some restaurants although mom thinks we'll have a kitchen this time in the it's like a suite so that's weird we can take some of our own food and cook it which would be good we probably still won't but we <laughs> but we could the, the option it's good to have life's it's, about choices it's about options yes. life's about having options so um yeah anything else exciting we're gonna talk about impact rebellion because we went to it mm-hmm. uh last sunday we're gonna review the the show but Without getting into any matches, was there anything interesting about, like, I thought the venue looked really cool. We can talk about that kind of stuff now. Yeah. Um. So we had been to, it was at Rebel Nightclub in Toronto, so it's about a 45, 50-minute drive from where we live. And we'd been there before, but it was just for TV tapings, right? So much busier this time, yes? Yeah. A lot more people there.
1: Yeah, they, I think there's a, no. There's either more rows or some people are standing
0: and a lo- more people standing and more people upstairs, it looked like, yes, on the balcony level. Definitely. It's a really cool venue. Um, it shows really well on TV. Um, so th- it was the same, right? It looked the same. Only complaint is, like, the food is not... All they have is hot, hot dogs, dogs and popcorn, popcorn, and that's it. Yeah, and then water or whatever. And water and other drinks. Like, the bar is open and whatever, so you could drink if you wanted to. But definitely not a lot in the way of food. Decent merch stand, although the f- your first two t-shirt choices were sold out. <laughs>
1: Literally, like I, I decide pretty fast in the course. They were They're sold not out. There. Yeah.
0: So your first choice was, was the Bullet Club one or the other one?
1: It was the Ace Austin one, and then the Bullet Club one.
0: Yeah. So they were sold out. So you ended up settling on what did? Because the Mike Bailey one wasn't that cool looking. Yeah. So what did you end up getting? Oh, Josh uh, Alexander. Josh Alexander, and I got um Diana So picked up a couple T shirts. Prices were reasonable, I guess. I don't know for a, for a wrestling show. I didn't find it too bad. But yeah, it was um, a fun night. We'll get into the matches and whatnot when we get there, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything else exciting happened to you this week? Um, School was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was was, was sick. Got together with your friends tonight and wandered to town for a bit. Mm -hmm. Did what you do. Yep. Usual stops. Yeah. Nothing exciting. Didn't get any trouble. Didn't spray paint any graffiti on the school tonight.
1: No. (laughs) Did
0: not. (laughs) That wasn't you. I'm just kidding. Uh It's an inside joke, sort of, right, I guess, that you probably don't want to talk about on here. That was weird. It wasn't you, but yeah. It was not. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. It's on the air. This is binding. It's like a lie detector down here Yeah, on these microphones. built into your whatever thing you wire
1: the stuff through.
0: We're one one week behind on Mando because it was on, right? We just missed it, Mm -hmm. so we'll get caught up in that. Still enjoying that. Yep. It is? Oh, right. It is the finale. Yeah. So is it gonna be longer, you think? Probably longer. Oh, it's like forty one or something. Forty one. Standard. Or somewhere in the middle, I guess. Yeah, but that's okay. Yep. Uh anyways, I don't know. We could get into talking about wrestling, I guess. I so I didn't watch impact wrestling. Neither did Um, I. But we're going to High Spots Mm -hmm. and Rest holds will probably just be a bit of Raw and a bunch of NXT this week. Uh, but we will start out by taking a look at, after the news, we'll take a look at Rebellion. Right. I thought it might be fun to, since obviously we didn't take notes, to, to read directly from the Impact website to see if we agree with them. Because their summaries are really short, like a paragraph, so I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want it to be super long, but we'll add that in this week and then do all the other usual stuff. I've got some trivia. I don't know if you have figuring stuff this week or not. I haven't discussed it with you ahead of time. Not really. Nothing really. Okay, but uh, let's move into our first segment, Wrestling Related. That's where we take a look at some of the week's news and rumors in a segment we so cleverly call News and Rumors. Okay, taking a look at ratings this week, NXT averaged 565,000 viewers, up 7%, earned a 0.14 in the key demographic, which was also up 7.7%, and it's the high... Uh, you'll love this one. I took it from, I think it's figure four, I get it from. Highest audience total for NXT since way back on March 28th. <laughs> so what's that, three weeks? Maybe? Not like, yeah, literally. Yep, yeah, nice work. Uh, then we get Dynamite, average 830,000 viewers down 4.2%, earned a point two eight in the key demographic, exact same demographic, I think I said there. Hm, not a word. Demographic is, so. though, that's yeah. what I meant. And that's the exact same. The .28 is last week, and um, I don't didn't really make any note about the ridiculous second lowest since whatever time. Kind of a slow news week. What did you end up finding? I think I've got four things I found.
1: Um, the first one I had was, um, I think Abushi's been talking to Omega. I saw like he was, I did there's potential that. talks with him in EW, but I think it was that he was talking to Omega with the hopes of talking to Tony soon. I did see that. So, that's interesting. Playing
0: us, teasing us, right? So, obviously that would be cool, but again, they got to have room for him to actually get on TV. He'd probably point.
1: actually get on TV. Though. I
0: would think so. He's a big enough name that a lot of people... And yeah. he hasn't wrestled a lot lately, right? So I
1: don't remember the last thing he's done.
0: He just was on... I watched him on... Um, Other than that. The one with no ropes.
1: The last, like, major thing he's What's done. What's it called? Bloodsport.
0: Bloodsport. I watched but, that. But, like,
1: the last actual, like the whole thing he's done.
0: No, I think that was his return to wrestling-esque stuff was that. So I don't Mm -hmm. think he's done anything in quite a while. I don't think so either. So I got nervous by my first story, but it ends up not being so bad because the headline was (laughs) WWE planning to make aggressive cuts, um, apparently aiming to save at least $50 million following the company's deal with Endeavor and the merger with UFC. (laughs) And that's Nick Khan saying that in an interview, so that's not really speculation. But... um, I guess the good news is, at least for us, that's not supposedly going to not affect talent or creative teams. So it would be whatever, administrative, who knows. Yeah, it makes me nervous, right? Because if Vince is back in control, a lot of people Triple H brought back like Vince got rid of, right? So is he suddenly going to be like, oh, yeah, they're cool now? And some of them aren't really doing anything like, hey, welcome back, hit row. You're terrible, (laughs) right? And then. I think there's a few other examples I can't He's think of. He's just going
1: to replay that uh, dive botch in his mind.
0: Just, just, just be
1: like, nope.
0: Just fire them all again, maybe. Exactly. I don't know. But anyways, apparently not. It's coming from other areas within the company. So we'll
1: mm-hmm. see. Um, WWE's considering a call-up in the draft following uh, a well-received match on main event with Dolph Ziggler. Who? Any guesses?
0: Uh, a call-up. So has this person been on main roster before? No. No. And they faced Ziggler.
1: On main event.
0: Main event. Waller? Uh, Who would face? face. Babyface. Babyface. Julius? No? Well, he's ready to go as far as I don't know who. Tyler Bate. Oh, well, yeah, of course. They don't know that. They needed a main event (laughs) match to know that. I guess. But uh, maybe his character work depends what they're going to do with him. But, yeah, Yeah. wrestling-wise, obviously Mm -hmm. ready to go. Do you think any NXT people are going to get drafted? I assume, right?
1: Uh, I, maybe some.
0: It was referenced on NXT. Who was it? Um, someone said something about the draft. One of the wrestlers in a promo or something mentioned the draft. So it's on NXT radar, right? So I imagine at least a couple will go. I don't know who, but I feel like Zoe Stark might be gone.
1: Uh, maybe.
0: Just based on what i saw this week and also i think she's just ready and the the her turning heel has helped her a lot i think she probably has gotten some more attention from people that matter once as this heel persona because it's much more interesting Mm -hmm. doing a better job at it so i'm expecting some call-ups from nxt i don't know exactly who but we'll see um do you hear about ted dibiase jr (coughs) i did not He's been charged in a Mississippi welfare scandal. So basically stealing funds that are go supposed to go to uh less advantaged people. So charged with six, I thought that was like a while ago. Uh, the maybe it's just the official charges now have come. Because then
1: him and his dad get like I don't know. I thought that was like a while it ago. It might
0: be that now they're being officially charged, right? That they were being investigated or whatever. But the charge is six counts of wire fraud, one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and to commit theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, four counts of money laundering, two counts of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds. So maximum of 20 years in prison for each wire fraud, 10 years each for the money laundering, and five years for conspiracy. So supposedly, allegedly, we have to say, fraudulently obtained millions of dollars in funds from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families program as well as the Emergency Food Assistance program. Sounds like a lovely individual Ste- nice. stealing money from needy people, basically. Millions very, of dollars, allegedly. Nice. But yeah, so nice. uh, wrestlers out there in the community doing valuable work. Down in the trenches. That's it. Helping out the common man mm-hmm. or stealing from the neediest people. Cool. Mm-hmm. Next.
1: uh, and WWE's uh, latest idea in their uh, ongo- seemingly ongoing obsession to do something weird with Raw's third hour... Uh-oh. Um, they're nice. considering blood in the third hour for some reason, because which, it's later. which isn't weird, but like what, but which isn't weird on its own, but why only on raw and why only in the third hour? That just seems weird. I
0: imagine they're going to say, because that's when it's mostly adults are up from, what is that? 10 to 11.
1: So they're just going to bleed every week. Much
0: and- mes- less likely to be kids and probably even though they'll never admit it a reaction to aew doing lots and lots of blood and certain people really liking it right this
1: is like i uh, remember when like 2019 they did like uh they would make they claimed robbie grittier and like they turned the lights down and the yeah. trons would go black yep or i, I want to say raw no ground was also it that was in fact I that. Think the third hour it was um so yeah. I I, I
0: don't know the rate even though I do ratings every week. I don't know well and enough to know if it. like third hour is way, way less or not. Like I don't know. And they're they just feel like, they, they could like, try anything sort compulsion, of yeah. I guess. But three hours is a lot of TV, so you may as well try something and see I if anyone likes so. it. Yeah, and that is it for me. Okay. Um so there's a new Twitch deal with WWE and Twitch, and it turns out that it apparently is very um friendly to the talent, which is good and it allows WWE stars to start uh, or resume i guess streaming on twitch and according to brian alvarez the percentage of revenue that wwe gets comes from the twitch side and not the talent side so that's way better for them right like wwe's still making money but, but the, they're the not talent get their whole percentage that's right? good yeah, yeah yeah so that's cool that's uh, a far cry from like banning them from doing any of it right so the only other thing i had is did you see dax harwood Announced the end of his podcast. Yeah,
1: after like 17.
0: Because it's... it's We win. Causing... right? We outlasted. That's what they say. The average podcast lasts like 14 episodes or something. We're crushing that. And um, one of the quotes said that he basically... They were doing more harm than good. And that the show would become a detriment to wrestling. And he kind of was taking issue with media outlets. Taking things he said on the show. And making him seem like a bad person or whatever. And just the general nonsense of everybody saying whatever they want you know, on social media, and just, right. I guess he felt like it wasn't really yeah. very productive, which it seemed not to be, and that is all I have as well, not the biggest week of news. No, years. it was
1: a kind of a slow week. I
0: was kind of digging for anything, but anyways, now we will sort of take a little detour from our normal stuff, and talk about the show we were at last Sunday, and that was Impact Wrestling's Rebellion. All right, so Impact Wrestling Rebellion, I think is this one of their bigger pay per views, I believe, right? I think one maybe, of their big I don't, I don't couple, maybe, yeah. Yeah, so the the line was longer than usual and it looked like it was gonna rain, so that wasn't great. Oh, what are you smiling about over there? Mm. Yeah, Josh Alexander's wife and I are now close personal friends, yeah. right? She was I guess streaming the line and uh yeah, you've shown your friends who've come to laugh at me. And I was not as energetic uh, as she would like because she was trying to walk the line <laughs> and get all the people cheering for impact and chanting. And I wouldn't cooperate. So she put her camera, what would you say, a, a centimeter from my nose? Centimeters, yeah. From my face. Uh, and then, I don't know, chatted a bit and asked who I was there to see. And I said Masha because I was wearing my Masha Slamovich mm-hmm. t-shirt.
1: You mean you're Russian di- you were wearing some Russian, Russian dynamite. Russian dynamite.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was wearing there. So anyways, I had an interaction with her briefly didn't because i'm not a social media person i just thought she was recording and didn't think like she was live streaming so you took great joy in showing people that (laughs) i was on i was on what was that instagram instagram so i'm a a viral sensation among like seven or eight people yeah yeah that's good it's good to be famous very very funny but yeah so we get in the venue (laughs) it is packed um (laughs) so we had second row seats we were what section C, row two, seat whatever. For and some reason, their numbers were out right of whack. So they they basically were like, just take any seat in the second row because my seat was number sixteen and your seat was number fifty nine. So they didn't do the best job. Safe of, to say that wasn't exactly um, accurate. No, and and then there was a guy asking me. Um, he had front row seats. He was saying, and there were no front row seats. So it was a little bit chaotic in terms of seating, but. The venue ends up looking a lot bigger on TV, I find, because there's only a few rows of seats, right, and then people standing. It's really interesting because it's a nightclub, so you can be watching the show from a couch, right? There's those certain areas where there's just couches. You can be sitting on a couch. You can watching probably just a getting in for view. the club fee or whatever. Yeah, I don't know how that works exactly. I and mean, there's all the there's a balcony like the whole way around. Basically. There were kids up there
1: too, so I'm there wondering were. how that worked. I like I see, I don't get it.
0: Because I felt like when it was TV tapings, because that's where. They cut their promo from up there, right? LAX did, so I feel like that was OGs. It was was, right. Sorry,
1: LAX would have been proud and powerful.
0: Right. I feel like this time it was just fans up there, whereas before it was production people or impact people. I don't know, but anyways, so the show starts out uh, pretty much. We could. I don't really think we need to talk about the pre-show stuff, right? Those (coughs) matches where I missed most of the women's match at the merch table, texting you a thousand times. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) Yeah, it was hilarious um but it's the impact sorry ultimate x for the impact world tag team championships so bullet club are defending taking on motor city machine guns i was pretty excited for this match this was one of the two or three that i was most excited to see didn't you think that the x was low yeah it looked kind of low it looked like you like they almost all of them cuz they're really athletic would be capable of jumping up and grabbing it right so um But anyways, we'll see. I'm going to go to the Impact website and see what they had to say about this match because I have thoughts. You know Mm -hmm. what my thoughts are about this one. We didn't talk much about other matches, but I think you know how I felt about this one. So Impact says, Saban repeatedly pulls Ace's arm through the steel truss. And I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. (laughs) Because sometimes I forget and it reminds me. Meanwhile, Shelly ties up Bay with a figure four leg lock. Saban tries to climb up, but Ace quickly pulls him down. Shelly hits a double clothesline on Ace and Bay. Everyone is down following a flurry of offense. Bay connects with a slingshot DDT on Shelly. Bay soars with a step-up moonsault to the outside. Ace takes flight with the Sword of Glory. Uh, what is that? I don't know. Me either. Maybe the... He took out both of them, so... Yeah, it might have been the dive to the outside. Okay, that makes is that like the Fosbury flop thing? I think so. Makes sense. All four competitors climb across the cables toward the Impact World Tag Team titles. We reach a stalemate as everyone falls to the map below. ABC hit the Art of Finesse, followed by the Fold. Ace boosts Bay up towards the cables. Bay unhooks both titles, awarding the victory to ABC. So, didn't sound that exciting in the recap. And honestly, I was disappointed in this. Yeah, same. I don't think it was bad. No, but... It was short. I think it was like 13 minutes, so quick. But like, I don't know about you, but... (laughs) I felt like people would climb up on the cables, we'd, we'd anticipate something exciting, and then they would just get pulled down.
1: Yeah, I wasn't really
0: much. There was no actual memorable spots in this, I wouldn't say, right? Like, I don't... If,
1: no, because usually they try to do that, right? So yeah. the most
0: memorable thing is the Art of Finesse followed by the Fold, and that's their finishing move in every match. So it's not like it's because of the Ultimate X or anything. Yeah. I really think that this... Um, it under-delivered for me. I don't know... yeah. Yeah, it's just... It it, felt really short, too. And then after that match, I went and spoke with the guys from uh, Poison Rana podcast. They uh, were at the bar. They had just climbed the CN Tower that day. And so I said that to them, like that first match was kind of disappointing. And they're like, oh, I'm glad you said that because we were thinking the same thing, right? They didn't know if it was just them. So kind of underwhelming. I don't think it was a bad match, but with those four guys involved in an Ultimate X, I was expecting more. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyways... Then we get a handicap match. It's Joe Hendry, Dirty Dango, and Santina Morella versus The Design. What did you think of Morella? Uh,
1: he he didn't really do a whole lot. So
0: he, he looked like he was in good shape. He just did shape, his though. classic stuff, so I think it was fine. He did get all of his his classic stuff in basically. Um, so Morella, this is again from TNA's or sorry, Impact's website. Competing in his first televised match in nine years, as he nearly unleashes the Cobra on Angels right away. Moments later, Angels delivers a strong Irish whip into the turnbuckles. Morella turns it around with a deadlift Saito suplex, or the... No. <laughs> no. Uh, allowing no. him to make the tag to Hendry. Hendry's power's on display. He tosses Diener, Angels, and Callahan across the ring. About to do the same to Khan, but falls victim to the numbers game. Khan provides a distraction from the apron Deaner capitalizes. Dango hits a big back body drop on Angels. Morella is on fire as he re-enters the fray. The action is fast and furious, culminating with a double fall slam from Hendry. That was impressive. Yeah, Callahan spikes Hendry with the cactus driver. That looked good, too. Dango soars over the top rope, colliding with uh, Khan and Angels on the floor. Diener instructs Callahan to assault Morello with his signature baseball bat, right? Instead, surprise, surprise, Diener turns his back, turns back around. Callahan hits him with the, uh, with the bat. Then he, uh, being Callahan, walks up the ramp and leaves. And the design's number advantage is over. Morella ends up hitting Diener with the Cobra for the win. And that means Henry, Dango, and Santino Morella win that match. Um, So this was the one of note where right almost in front of us, right, they moved people out and brought in Santino Morella's son and somebody else um, there to sort of watch his son. And then... The end of the match, the kid was crying, right? And yeah. Santino like took him that, over, that was cute. Took him over the guardrail and carried him back. And then they let the guys who had those seats come back, and they brought them some t shirts, right, for giving up their seats for the match. So that was a nice touch, I thought. Yeah, that was right? cool. Because they probably would have done it for nothing. So yeah, that was basically right beside us in one row in front. So that was kind of interesting. Um, I thought Hendry looked good in this for parts, right? Like he hit some really nice power moves. Um, the Cactus Driver looked good. And I have to admit, I kind of like this more than I thought I would. I don't know about you. Um,
1: I don't know. I thought it was okay, just so kind of typical. Like you could probably stick that on TV, other
0: than oh, you could. Return. And I think like a lot of this is me because I was there watching it, and the crowd loves Santino, right? It kinda that was kind of cool, yeah. It just makes me like it probably more than if I were just sitting at home watching it on yep. my iPad yeah, or something. Yeah, it
1: was nice to see. Well, he's he's technically, is he Canadian? Yeah, he's Canadian. Okay, I was gonna
0: yeah, say. he is. Yeah, that he has the battle sense. arts out, and uh, we yeah, went to a show. Yeah, okay. There. So
1: I th- that's why. That's why I thought. So yep. yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought it was fun. I don't think it was amazing, and it was pretty like good pace. Not there was not really any lulls in it. The action was pretty consistent, and as you said, Santino did most of his signature stuff, and I didn't think he looked bad. He's no, especially because he's a lot older now. I don't think yeah, he looked good. And the Santino comedy character is not my cup of tea, but I think he did all right. And then. But, like, storyline-wise, does the turn of Callahan do anything for anyone, no, really? because
1: that's not surprising in the slightest. That's what it's
0: exactly, because it was basically, A, you knew it was going to happen, and B, the design are pretty much inconsequential, right? It doesn't, and for me, Sammy's involvement with them has felt kind of off from well, the then get-go. what's
1: his end game? Who? Sammy. I don't know. That's the thing. Right? Like, he
0: went along with all of the trials, whatever, whatever, right? i can't remember what they're and then he just
1: must love getting his head shaved this is the second time i remember him getting shaved in this company (laughs) that's true like at least the penta one makes sense because hair versus mask that makes sense but this doesn't make sense to
0: prove his loyalty and he shaved his own head he didn't even let them do it that's how little he he
1: really likes getting his head shaved
0: but yeah so it's just another failure for the design right which seems to be what they do
1: yeah, so good good for Diener taking over this faction. And
0: I don't remember Khan doing much of anything in this match. I don't know about he you. He didn't even get slammed. The no, Yes, he did. Did he? No. I don't remember don't remember. I think him he doing avoided
1: much. it, and then he did the double slam as a cool spot.
0: Right. Uh, then we move into another match I didn't really, wasn't super keen on, and that is the last rights match, which is basically. It's a casket match. <laughs> it is a casket Cause match. Because
1: I think they got rid of the dumb part, the dumb overbooked TNA bollocks, as Cultaholic would co- <laughs> nice. call it. Um, like where the, cause I think the original last rights match, was I think was Sting and a like, we'll say 07 or something like right. that. It was like a casket match, but like it had to be lowered from the rafters and you Ooh. put them in the ring and then it gets raised back up. So it's like a coffin match, but dumber. And this is just a casket match. Nice. Did I say coffin match? I meant casket match. Same difference.
0: Yeah. So there was, I'm just going to go with, I... I
1: think it depends on the shape, right? Coffin casket.
0: Yeah. Casket, uh... Caskets
1: are rectangular and coffins are like the. Like that's like the kind. Is that of like right? The, I think so. Uh,
0: that's. I believe. That's sounds like right. I believe you. So I'm just gonna go near finish of this because I don't like re- The impact stuff wasn't that interesting to me. So Edwards connected with a German suplex on the ramp. Boston knee and uh, his Boston knee party. This is near the finisher. He tells the referee to open the casket and they put PCO in. But PCO's arm and foot are sort of hanging out, so of course he can't close the lid. PCO is now bleeding from the head. He sits up in the casket. He's about to choke slam Edwards into the casket when Alicia comes out from the back with a big old shovel and hits PCO, I think, in the back of the head. Um, she tries to do it again. PCO blocks it. Uh, Edwards then misses PCO with a super kick and accidentally kicks Alicia, obviously. So then PCO has the shovel. He hits Eddie Edwards in the back with it and then hits him in the head. And then he choke slams Eddie Edwards into the casket, closes the lid, and wins the match after. 14 minutes what did you think of this one
1: um i don't know i thought it was okay i thought it was like there's some walking around and just like
0: there is it's pc hey, it was he... kind
1: of cool when Piso got the crap chopped out of him
0: there was a nice chopping uh exchange for yeah sure.
1: and then uh what was there's was this where they had like the kendo stick shot and you just got wailed in the face
0: somebody took a direct kendo stick to the it head it was him because i know was... it wasn't the hardcore war ironically. yeah who was it Eddie hit him with it. Yeah, yeah. Because Alicia brought the shovel. Yeah, it's crazy how little Which I remember. Which
1: I think that was that might bench I don't know. Um, I thought it was solid. Um, it wasn't. It well was, at least it wasn't bad.
0: Me too. I I thought it was a good like violent brawl. There was a couple painful looking spots, and the, again like being there in person and the crowd was really into PCO. Right, being a Canadian person in a Canadian place, the crowd was very much behind PCO. I can't say that I like Edwards or PCO really, but. I thought they worked hard here. Took a lot of punishment. This was a very physical match, and I guess it's like a seems like a finale to the story. Like if it's not, it out. is because now PCO's right. risen to
1: world title status. That's
0: right. The, based off the strength of this win, he's now the next contender. <laughs> yeah. I guess right. So, I, uh, this one kind of over delivered for me as well. Again, it's hard to say how it would have felt if I were just watching it on TV and not there. But I kind of liked it, considering. Then we get. I'm um, surprised the, you liked that match. Me too. The other match that I was really looking forward to, because yeah, I don't love weapons matches, right? But yeah. it was it was okay. Uh, so we get a triple threat elimination match for the X Division Championship: Trey Miguel versus Mike Bailey versus Jonathan Gresham. Other match, I think maybe most looking forward to this. There's not much. Yeah, chance. I was
1: kind of next in line, I think.
0: Yeah, it's not much chance I'm not gonna like this match. I don't think. Um, so getting near the finish here, or at least Gresham's elimination. He puts the figure four on Mike Bailey right in the middle of the ring and then Miguel just kind of comes flying in and hits uh, Meteora on Gresham and eliminates him. The The one thing I'll say about this match, and I did really like this match, Gresham didn't do a lot, right? No. I almost was, I and I promise I'm not making this up, I was reading his body language in the match and I just kind of went, he's definitely not winning. He looks like a guy that knows he's not winning and isn't thrilled with that idea to me. He didn't do a lot. Which is weird to say because it might not
1: even be that he's not winning, but like, because I don't think he's barely been booked to win, but like, no, I feel like it's like maybe this was the match layout and he's just not loving it, not happy with that. Yeah, because I wouldn't, if I were him, I wouldn't love this match either.
0: I like the match itself, but I don't feel like he did a ton in this, anyways. You get Miguel hits a, um, the meteor eliminates Gresham, as I was saying, and Miguel hits a running uppercut, but Bailey bounces off with a Spanish fly. Then you get Bailey with a couple kicks and then his tornado kick. Uh, Miguel avoids the ultima weapon and drop kicks Bailey out of the ring. Miguel goes for a sunset bomb on the floor, but Bailey holds on to the ring apron. He hits a standing double knees to Miguel's ribs on the floor. Remember the sound of that? It sounded oh, yeah. it sounded incredible uh, live. So we get back in the ring. Miguel avoids another Ultima weapon, but Bailey rolls him up for a two count. R- Miguel reverses the pin, holds the tights, and the referee ends up counting to three. So Miguel retains, seems like all of the matches are a bunch of them are around that 13, 14 minute match or mm-hmm. mark. Sorry. So this one was as well. Uh, thoughts on this one?
1: Um, I thought it was kind of underwhelming as well. Like the opener, like it just I like felt like one. it was, I liked it, but it was felt like it was kind of lacking something. I thought Trey and Bailey had some good exchanges I yeah. did like, but, um, I don't know. It just felt kind of lacking to me, especially with how little Gresham did, right? That just like, yeah, I like he got taken me. out too soon. Mm-hmm um it felt like they didn't have a lot of time after like it just felt kind of lacking and
0: that i agree i thought bailey and miguel would have a longer stretch without gresham it was
1: good it just felt kind of underwhelming as well just missing something and
0: when you say miguel and bailey had exchanges did you notice any differences between them in those exchanges
1: yeah Bailey's gonna kick harder next
0: time yeah Bailey's kicks actually look like they hurt and Miguel's look like some of them look like they barely break an egg I found one of his super kicks look good but yeah. like
1: the one where like he was gonna run the ropes and Bailey tried to fall him but then Trey yeah. kind of like hit him one one and then that was solid
0: but yeah just the thud of Bailey's kicks versus like Trey's look like he's... yeah I can see some of those I always I say like... this it reminds me of you and your brother in Taekwondo doing light contact no we did better than that <laughs> maybe but it's weird because I don't mind watching Miguel. He's super fast and can do cool stuff, but just his strikes are not super effective dang, looking. Dang it. So I like this match quite a bit more than you, obviously. Um, I don't think it was my match of the night, but I quite liked it. I didn't, again, I don't think Gresham did a ton, but Bailey never disappoints. Um, and Miguel is super fast and just kind of fun to watch, especially live. A stark contrast in their kicks like we discussed. Um I thought it was a pretty exciting match, nonstop action. Again, I thought it could have been longer as well. Fourteen minutes for on a pay per view is for, not,
1: and especially for an elimination match, which usually you would think right. kind of draws it out.
0: Right, it should. Like I fully expected, um, after Gresham got eliminated, it to go quite a while. Like, oh, cool, we're gonna get now. A I would, have, match.
1: I would have expected a total like a twenty-something minute match, yeah. like as early twenties. Sure. Yep,
0: at least we did not get that. No, I still enjoyed it. Though. Yeah. Uh, Hardcore War is next, and that is one I wasn't really looking forward to. It's Team Bully Ray. Which is who again? Refresh my memory. Is uh, it, kind of...
1: it was Bully, Kenny King, right. Myers, Moose, and Masha. Right, so kind of... Partially.
0: Co- yeah, and uh, versus Dreamer, which is him, uh, Gujar, Killer Kelly.
1: Sorry, who'd you get? You got Dreamer, Gujar, Killer Kelly, Kaz, and... Right.
0: And we were there. Who was it? Because it's war games style. Yuyumura. There you there go. There we go. Uh It's basically war games without a cage, right? Uh One funny thing from this is there was a table spanning the ring to the guardrail, like what four feet away from us. So it been it was there for a really long time. Clearly they had something planned for it, and then it ended up just breaking. What did, did someone touch it? I don't remember, but
1: uh, Gujra was getting laid on it. Right? Oh
0: right, he Gujra was trying to get on it, and it just basically collapsed. So they had to abandon that and go with other things, but. This match was chaos pretty much from the beginning, right? You had trash cans, trash can lids, chairs, tables. Um they're hitting moves on the ramp and on the floor. Killer Kelly, right, brought a staple gun in, stapled a bunch of people and then staple herself. Gun. Yeah, staple quote unquote well, staple. Well, it is a staple gun just staples. Right. Uh wasn't enough of the women in this for me one cool no, spot. No, uh, Masha was like down a while. Masha was like be- from where we were sitting right it was hard to see anything on the other side so she jumped off the apron at one point right? but well, like even and you would have seen her standing up though looks so
1: like she was definitely down yeah like, yeah and the, the annoying part is to me is like i I'm, i don't have a problem with the women being in this match me i think either. that's perfectly fine it's just they're never going to get really targeted that much they're like they're other than like them hitting some moves to the guys they're pretty much isolated hitting each
0: other until dreamer pile drives masha which was cool, so the, it is. But if you're gonna do that, why not just, just let them interact? Yeah, like because Masha's fought guys Killer Kelly, I'm sure has she's as well.
1: Champion GCW, that means she has to fight. guys. So
0: I don't understand. You're willing to pile drive one of them, let them wrestle. That bothered it, sh- me it doesn't, as well. it shouldn't have to be such a rarity. So Masha did take a DVD through a chair, which looked pretty good. Hmm. Um, and then yeah, Dreamer pile drives Masha, which again, totally cool, but. You guys could have let them fight these guys the whole time, right? Because
1: then, then it feels like they're kind of like this isolated variable, and yes. like it's just it's kind of annoying. Because like, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not against them being in. it. I'm just saying if you're not gonna have them fully in it, just have it be all guys, and then it does, like then everyone's just doing. Whatever. And I didn't
0: love the spot where Dreamer's like holding uh, Killer Kelly basically, and you know what I mean, and just like she's just helpless there. I thought it was annoying. Just let them fight. But yeah. anyways, um, so. You get a ladder as well, and this was weird, right? The referees were refused. There's like four of them for some reason, and they refused to hold the ladder for Bully Ray, right? And then they do hold it for things end up getting reversed, and Bully Ray ends up on the table, and they do end up holding the ladder for Dreamer to hit a splash to Bully Ray through the table, and that um, is the end of this match. So the faces win in 25 minutes. Oh, Um, over 20 minutes. Yeah, what did you think of this one?
1: um i thought it was solid like weapons based fun it wasn't anything like amazing but i thought it was like fun enough and me too there were some solid parts to it but i think overall it was just it it was solid
0: it was hard to follow where we were right it's it sounds kind of jerky to say but it's like we were almost too close because you couldn't like on the far side and even some of the other corners you couldn't really see what was going on everything Mm -hmm. was there was a lot going on i wish there was more weapons and stuff and masha was gone for a while and i love her and i love killer kelly but same like you said, allowing them to fight the men other than take a pile driver is a flaw for me. But I kind of had fun watching the chaos, I guess. And uh, the table breaking in front of us was funny, but also kind of robbed us robbed us of something cool that was supposed to happen like four feet away from us, right? So that's unfortunate. But um, I like this better than a lot of weapons matches because I'm not a huge fan. Uh, so I was a little bit surprised. And again, I just... Being there, obviously, is going to make this more fun, right? Because it was a bit of a spectacle. So they all worked really hard, as they say, right? Mm -hmm. We then have Nick Aldis coming out to join commentary. And for me, he is completely telegraphing the finish of this match, which was a bit annoying. Although I I didn't even think about that. I was pretty sure that was who was going to win anyways. So he's on commentary for the um, Impact World title match, which is Steve Macklin. Taking on Kushida for the vacant championship, right? That Josh Alexander right. torn triceps has to vacate. That's so, gonna suck, especially when it's
1: a long run like that. Like imagine Gunther breaks right. the days and he's and just like he's te- tears his tricep or something. Like, I guess he'll
0: have a big return, right? And I wouldn't mind if I don't know how long he's out for, but if Macklin holds on till then, and that's built in story, right? That's I need I need him to come in with his
1: own belt so we can have two of the same belt. And <laughs> oh, um, your amusing. favorite, it's your funny. Favorite.
0: So this match had a slower pace than a lot, right? But that is Macklin's style... This one
1: actually did feel like it was building to something like a sustained I agree. match.
0: I agree. And I think like it makes sense because you want to slow Kushida down, right? You uh, need to be a little bit uh, deliberate or he's going to hook in the hoverboard lock because that was the other story of this, right? As always, Kushida is arm targeting and going for the hoverboard lock. And I liked how Macklin like would frantically try and get out of it. He was selling it like I can't get caught with this thing, right? Or I'm gonna, which I think is a nice little detail, right? Because last time he tapped to like kind of not save himself, it. right? Yeah. So he's like the the cerebral heel kind of Triple H mold, right? Like he's he's thinking as he's wrestling. I'm so I really liked the match. It ended up I don't what the finish was, but Macklin ended up winning is basically the bottom line. Um, and I really I think this was probably my match of the night, and I thought like the contrast the styles worked really well you had a really clear heel face dynamic even though myself and a couple people around us were rooting for Macklin it was still mostly Kushida right and right I thought Macklin's like the no-nonsense hard-hitting vicious heel right and I think he's really good in that role especially a company the size of Impact I think he's pretty much perfect um so I think is the right choice to give him the championships I thought the like the last five minutes of this match were really really good Mm. um And I think Macklin is just a a good main event heel for them. And I'm glad they're doing it. And I'm not, I don't really see any viable challengers. I'm not a big Aldis fan. Like, he's fine. Um, I think he thinks, he reminds me of Cody. He thinks he's a couple notches better than he actually is. But um,
1: don't say it about Magnus. He's
0: a name. And yeah, it's hard for me not to call him Magnus when he's there. I just
1: think it's funny. Because that's like when when, when Tensai came in and people kept calling him Albert.
0: Yeah, that was mean, though. Because that kind of killed him. Yeah. He's good. This will be funny. It bugged me. You uh, call it, him Magnus. So, what did you think of this match? It was my um, I thought match.
1: it was it was probably my favorite because it actually felt like a full match and it actually built to something. Yeah, and like you had like your kind of slow bits and then you, it got better at the end, right? Like it actually felt like a pay per view match. I think some of them didn't really, and so this one actually I think was really good and obviously the the right result.
0: Yeah, and sorry, go over the aftermath because I kind of didn't mention it. The oh,
1: right. He got Damore to hand him the belt, and he hit him from behind. Yeah, I
0: was kind of wondering what's going on because he's refusing to take the belt from the ref. <laughs> I don't want to be champ. And then he grabbed the mic, and it was like, oh, no, you said you, you would hand it to me if I won, So I which I kind of like too, right? You're going to come out here. And swallow your pride, and you're gonna hand me this title. Yeah, and then all this staring down. I'm yeah, gonna. and then it's clearly leading to all
1: this. No, he's facing P.C.O. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he's nope. gonna beat. No, nope. <laughs> P.C.O. <laughs> your PCO. next Impact champ. Best Heard of it. three. Here to here first. Yeah, they're gonna trade. They're gonna series. trade.
0: They're gonna trade wins. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so then we get the main event, which I wasn't expecting, but if it's one of those you don't want to end the night with a heel winning, I guess, kind of deals, because neither, neither neither woman's a heel in this match, really. I guess. Although, didn't it feel like the crowd was with Perrazzo? and I thought Diana was more heel,
1: but I, don't, I didn't pay attention. I think to the it crowd. started out that way. Yeah, right. Like, I and then know, it kind of shit. It was weird. Yes.
0: So it's Jordan Grace, Diana Perrazzo, again for the vacant Knockouts Championship because Mickey James hurt something, leg, knee.
1: Uh, eh, I Teeth. Don't, I don't. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <Teeth>. Earlobe. <laughs> Teeth. Yeah. Not sure. But anyways, uh, so yeah, Diana Perrazzo ends up winning with. Did she hit her pile driver thing? The queen's gambit? Did it? Was it a submission? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Why can't Um, we remember these things?
1: I think it was queen's gambit. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I don't know
0: because I didn't write anything about this one.
1: (laughs) I don't. I know this.
0: You should know this. Um, It was the queen's gambit. Okay, I thought
1: thought so, but I didn't remember submission of it.
0: yeah, so there was the grace driver, but Perrazzo kicked out, which was a uh, pretty surprising, right? I feel like that move's been pretty um, protected, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know about you. I, I I thought this was a good match, but I don't think it was as good as the one before it. I think the men's was considerably I think that better. Was
1: better. Yeah, yeah, something fell. I think it might have been like there was just the weird dynamic here, right?
0: So yeah, like we're both kind of baby faces, or and like the dynamic seems to be shifting as no the match is happening. No clear heel.
1: There's just the dynamic was kind of skewed. Like
0: I, I also thought that it was kind of similar pattern-wise to the match before because it's Perazzo going for the arm and Grace trying to be the powerhouse and avoid it, right? So kind of similar. It's like the
1: beginning of AEW where they had, like, two matches with, um... What was it? I remember there was something they did. Was it? It, it, was, it was recently. Four, it, was it the Swerve Derby match and then something else? I can't remember.
0: Or, um... I want to say no. you're right.
1: Was it NXT? Uh, it was
0: two matches with, like, a very similar...
1: Oh, it was stand and deliver. That's what it was. What was it? It was Loomis helping Indy Hartwell, right. and then Joe Coffey coming to help us. Right. That's what it was. Okay. It was that. Why was I thinking AEW?
0: So yeah, I also like this was technician versus powerhouse, which is cool, right? But like you said, with neither of them being heels, um, it was kind of strange. But I'm happy for Perazzo because I think she's awesome. I like both of these women a lot, and I bought a Perazzo shirt at the show. I won't tell her it was my second choice. My first choice was Killer Kelly, but no larges in stock. So <laughs> couldn't do it. But yeah, I liked the match. I thought it was good, but um, the men's was better. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Overall, I had a good time, right? I was live yeah. at a wrestling show in a, in a cool venue. So yeah, I like that venue. So probably get some bonus marks because we were there live. Um, the opener disappointed me, but was solid. And then a lot of matches over delivered. I thought the men's championship was awesome and the main event was good. So I gave it a B. Um, Worth the price of admission, I thought. Yeah. Like, I wasn't disappointed that we went at all. Yeah,
1: everything was, like, solid to good, so I'd say a B, too. Yeah, like, nothing was bad. A right? couple things under-delivered, but nothing was bad, so that, I think that's fine.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, so now we'll switch back to what we normally do, and the first thing we'll take a look at is this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. <music> all right, tell me about Dynamite. That We just we actually watched it on Wednesday, a lot of it, which I guess was like yesterday, so it's still fresh. I guess it's a pretty rare, yeah. Help actually remember things, maybe we'll see. Uh, so we start with
1: Jungle Boy coming out, uh, but he gets immediately cut off by Guevara. Um, and then Darby comes out as well. Uh, Darby said that out of all the pillars, he's known Sam the longest and he likes him the most. He said that Sting and himself respect each other well. Uh, Sam is being held back by Jericho. And then he spoke to Jungle Boy saying he had to, he had to work less hard to get there because he was handpicked as part of the California clique. Yep. I don't know who's in that. Uh, Alan said uh, when Jungle Boy got, got hired, uh, Alan was still sleeping in his uh, in his car. Um, then Jungle Boy spoke as he talked about how he always sees a bunch of little kids with the Derby paint on. And he said, oh, if only they knew what Alan was really like. And he said he's antisocial, unfriendly, and rude. He said that this wasn't even Alan's first choice and he was only here because he didn't make it as a skateboarder. Uh, then he talked about Sammy, how he's a dirtbag. He said oh, Darby and Jeff, he actually respects Sammy the most because with Sammy, for better or for worse, what what you see is what you get. Uh, and he respects Sammy for putting his body, his life, and his future on the line and he, uh, and he respects that. Darby does that too, so I don't. That you know, I don't fair. know what he's on um then sammy was saying uh that jack is like mjf and as they're like kind of the golden children of AEW. he said like he he talks about like a couple of interviews i think with like the first AEW pay-per-view uh uh, which was double or nothing darby didn't work there sammy was on the pre-show and then jack and mjf were uh in the ring with Bret hart and on the most recent pay-per-view revolution he and darby weren't on it but jack and mjf were Which I thought was kind of an interesting point, actually. I thought so, too. Um, Sammy said that he and Darby will do whatever crazy thing they have to do to make it, and they have. Uh, And he thanked Darby for giving Sammy hope, because Darby was the first pillar to win a title. And anything Darby has done, he's done it better, basically. Mm -hmm. But now Darby's going to sit back and watch him become world champion. Uh, And then Jack Perry said he's going to be world champion. Uh, He'll do it for every person that supported him since day one. Then MJF came out. He ripped on Pittsburgh and Britt Baker obviously um uh, then he said he talked to tony khan and they're having some four pillars tournament the winner gets a shot at the title uh one of them gets a bye in the round one and he picked the him of the hat and so it's darby allen and that means jungle boy and Zim var are gonna face off th- tonight and in your we- main event and the winner will face darby next week yeah and um, then the winner faces mjf
0: right another lengthy segment to start the show but i enjoyed this yet again um I really like the AEW is taking young talent and like giving them time to cut lengthy promos and interact with each other, right? I think all three of them have improved, and each of them kind of made sense in their own way in this, right? Like I thought, each had valid points from their perspective, sort of thing. Um, this week because it's kind of shifting for me. One week I thought Darby was the best. I thought Sammy was sounded particularly good here and got to say a lot.
1: I liked his point. I thought it was actually interesting. Yeah, I
0: thought he was quite good so i wouldn't
1: even put jungle boy in the same category as mjf but i think it kind of makes sense
0: yeah that's what i mean like i think from their perspectives they were all kind of making sense so i also like that mjf comes out but says very little because he's capable of upstaging all of them really quickly right so they kind of let those three have that moment and mjf just kind of yeah i think they all sounded good did the minimum so continues to be a storyline that interests me um I kind of feel like we're watching these guys come into their own, right, as they're sort of jockeying for main event status. And it's cool because I'm the guy that loves young, new talent instead of, like, give me more of this and less of the Hardys and Sting and Jeff Jarrett. right? Or none of them. This is what I want. Um, So I I imagine it's Darby going on to face MJF. I, I still vote for a four-way. I know, but, well, maybe there's shenanigans underway. Who knows? But Exactly. There are some developments later. But, yes, um, this was a lengthy segment, but I liked it.
1: Yeah. um, Another segment, the Pillars Delivers, again, I think I agree with you that everyone kind of made sense here. I'm not sure if this was my least favorite, like, with all four of them or not, because I think they've had good stuff. I think I like the first one better still, but, uh, like, the Rebar Mitzvah, that being... But um, I still like this a lot. I thought Darby is sounding, especially, he's been sounding really good since the whole, this whole thing started. He was a little, like, harsher than usual, yeah. but I, I still liked it. Um, I think, like, Sammy made a good points here, too. Um, I really like that. Jungle Boy sounded like, he's probably, like, the least natural of these three. But I think you still better than usual. I think they're all they are all really benefiting from this time and doing a lot better. It seems like, and it. I think the whole thing's been super interesting. Me too. More so than like than the women's stuff, for example. <laughs> yes. Um, Easily. The tournament thing kind of sucks because it's so small. But and I wanted right. a four way, but there is shenanigans. So I'm not. I'm not ruling it out yet. Tournament's a strong word. Plus, kind of. the four ways like. A million times better. You can't tell me that that's not the plan. But you that's can just... still
0: get to it if you don't do it right now.
1: No, you got to do it now.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't we, realize they, already I already didn't realize they had to.
1: You can't build it with all of them. And then, like, if I wanted a Darby MJF match, you could just build a Darby MJF match. I don't want the other two in there unless you're putting them in there. Well, you could just do a singles feud, anyways.
0: You could singles feud each of them, and then they need to face them all together to have a chance because he's so good.
1: Or just do it now because I don't want to wait. <laughs> do it now,
0: okay. Jack says. Do it now. A-W. Yeah. The next pay per view. Somebody's like, listening.
1: The next pay per view is in like the UK in like August or September. That's just that's too long. Yeah. Well,
0: we'll see. Mm-hmm. Could be right.
1: Uh, next we got uh our opening match, which is hooray, the Outcast versus Jamie Heener and Bert Baker, and that is Storm and Soho in this match, I think.
0: It was, in fact, mm-hmm. Storm and Soho, because that was the right move, because it keeps Soraya from doing stuff. Which is Indeed. always a good choice.
1: Uh, Storm and Soho attack uh, the faces on the ramp. They brawled on the outside. Uh, when the match eventually starts, there's a double suplex from Hater. After a commercial break, we got a hot tag from Baker. Uh, draping neckbreaker to Soho from Baker. Uh, Hater connects with the Breaker on Storm. Then uh, Baker falls with a butterfly suplex. Uh, there's a weak belt shot to Baker from Soraya, like a Hulk Hogan chair shot. <laughs> and then that a was. Storm Zero for a near fall. Panama Rise from Baker for a near fall, then she hits a on for another two count. Um, and then immediately, the, we get the finish after the kickout. Uh, Baker locks in the, in the locked off for a submission win.
0: Yeah, I um, my first note is I audibly groan as the outcast Tron starts to play. I know. Um, just because they're not interesting. We've talked about it a million times, but... I, my thing was my other note is such a weak belt shot from Soraya she had one job because she really didn't have to do much else here she was kind of like in the role of rebel for uh Brit right like just be a constant <laughs> distraction and whatever but I guess so I actually Cause I like rebel <laughs> yeah I, I actually really liked this match I thought it was good and probably because partly at least Soraya was not involved I thought Hater and Baker looked really good Um, There were some cool near falls along the way, and I thought this built. And by the end, the final few minutes, I thought everybody was doing a good job. Um, Despite me not enjoying the story that goes along with this, I thought this was a really good match. So the baby faces won. Does this mean this feud can end? Because, like, the heels got their comeuppance and lost? Probably not, right? Uh, Probably not.
1: No, because later.
0: Yes, that's true. And I guess Britt picking up a win in her hometown is nice because that's something WWE would never do, right? So uh, I like that true. AEW will do that. But yeah, I, I like this match quite a bit, actually. Don't like the group, don't like the storyline, but like this match.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, it was a solid first match. One of the best women's matches in a while. Um, some bits like the belt shot that weren't amazing, but generally the action was pretty good. I got a solid amount of time as well. Um, aside from the belt shot, which, as I mentioned, was not very good. Uh, we had a couple of nights nice in your falls towards the end. I guess hometown win for Baker. Yeah. So that would also explain the unusual choice to have the win open. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying they never do it. It's true. Uh, Next we get a Wardlow interview. I used to talk something about a horseman. So now he's got a horseman. Arn Innocent's here. Arn recaps what's been going on. He says something about checkers and chess.
0: Yeah. It was that, weird. Arn's cool and all, but like uh, it doesn't add anything for me. And if you really need protection is... Sixty whatever year old Arne Anderson, the guy you're calling, I guess you wouldn't grab somebody from the roster to come in second. I guess second he's got history
1: with QT, and that's literally the only qualification.
0: So I guess this was fine. It doesn't do anything yeah. for me really, but it yeah. was it happened.
1: It was fine. I like I don't get why Arne's back in Wardlow. That's just weird. Or or like you said, why Wardlow thinks that's sufficient backup. Right.
0: But I know who I'll get. Okay, An I old
1: guess. guy. Yeah, and Arne Anderson of all people. I guess he's got that clock, though. I guess so, yeah. Uh, next, we hear from the Elite. Um, so, they make their entrance. Um, so, Matt had like kind of like one of those long elbow pad kind of elbow brace things on his left arm for his partially torn biceps, which sounds kind of funny. <laughs> um, Omega said that BCC are respected, but then they send his friend to the hospital and his uncle to the hospital. I don't think they're related. Um, no. Omega said that he wanted to plunge a screwdriver in John Moxley's face. Amateur. Uh, and stuff. Omega says the purpose of them being out here is to squash the beef like men. Uh, then Danielson appears on the Tron backstage saying that they're a bunch of amateurs for saying they don't have much to say and asking for promo time, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah.
0: That's he was entertaining like uh, this and so
1: as he's distracting them. The rest of BCC attack them from behind. Um, they fought back for a bit. Um, there were some super kicks some dives, which that sounds very typical. Um, then Moxie was fighting Omega, um, Matt hit Yuta with the Northern Light suplexes, um, Omega hit Yuta with the chair, uh, but then Moxie choked out Omega, but Omega sent Mox in the barricade. Um, he, oh, Yuta used a title to hit Matt in the injured arm, um, then eventually there was a paradigm shift. Uh, then Danielson came out with a mic, saying that they're nothing but a bunch of amateurs. He said he thought Omega would be a professional, but maybe he's not. And Kallus came out with a steel chair, and Brian kind of tried to to him in, mm-hmm. but then uh, he Kallus ran back. Uh, then Brian made his way to the ring, and sa- he said Kenny had the most potential out of anybody, but Kenny would rather sit in the lobby of his own potential. Uh, and so Brian got out the screwdriver again, but then Kallus brought out Takeshita. Hooray! Yeah. Uh, and then Takeshita took out uh, Yuta, Claudio, and Mox, and then he worked with Omega to take um, Yuta out of the ring as Danielson retreated. Uh, and the faces celebrate.
0: yeah, I'm not sometimes a big brawl fan, but I this was a pretty satisfying brawl, I thought. Um I thought Yuda looked awesome when he was just repeatedly attacking um, Matt Buck's arm like and he was just dropping forearms yeah, you on him Matt Buck. <laughs> yeah, sorry. generation. B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, right. Um so and I thought there were cool moves hit along the way in this brawl, right. And I'd love Danielson in this role. He was almost like the puppet master kind of thing here, right? Like he's doing all the talking while the other one's attacked from behind. And I love the inclusion of Takeshita just because he deserves to be elevated right now. And Blackpool are super cool. So if he can get in their orbit, that helps him, right? And he was scouted by Kallus months ago, right? So that did kind of come back around. It almost felt like a match for a while of this, right? Because there was so much going on. And Blackpool just continued to impress me as a heel group, right? It's, and this is a feud that's going to have some legs, I think, and get some interesting combinations for matches. So I mm-hmm. liked it.
1: Yeah, Kenny's promo was solid, but pretty short. Uh, it didn't amount to much until Black Bull came in. Um, I really like Danielson speaking again. It's not that Mox can't, because Mox is phenomenal, but yep. Danielson just works really, really well in this role. And just like I think they're working really well as this heel faction. Um, the diversion worked. And I like how he talked about Kenny. Uh, it just works really well. Um, I like Takeshi getting involved in this. That's an interesting twist. And my boy gets on TV. That's right. Granted, I would much rather Hangman work with the elite and join them against Blackpool instead. Uh, but maybe maybe we can still get there, but I'm not going to complain too much of Takeshi's getting TV time.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they'll get, go back to Hangman at some point, Mm -hmm. but the slow burn, slow burn.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, next we get Hobbs' reward though for the TNT title. Hooray. I didn't know it a lot there. I had known a belly to belly from Hobbs. It, uh. Haas strike exchange, uh, the QTV girl distracted the Raffin QT to Diamond Cutter to Wardlow, uh, the QT got ejected. And Arn does like a finger gun, so that's a reference, I guess. <laughs> and then power bomb, power bomb, power bomb. Wardlow wins. Then Cage and Luchasaurus come out to stare down Wardlow, which I think didn't give me the idea they were. It was supposed to give me. Why? Uh, I was thinking, oh,
0: Luchasaurus is getting a towel shot. So did I. It's Christian? I would assume. I don't know. I My thought was that's it was what Luchasaurus. I thought. That was my, and that's why I put, like, is this the big man belt now? Because I have Luchasaurus is next for challenging. I, I don't, don't think that was the idea they're trying to convey. Maybe not. I, I th- this didn't feel like a fresh matchup at all, right? And it's the opposite of a contrast in styles, which these guys are super similar, which isn't always a bad thing. But it was a, I guess, a fine physical match. Too many extracurricular stuff going on, but, um, I don't love the outcome because I like Hobbs. I just feel like they didn't try very hard, other than oh, we'll give him a title and see how it goes. But then you put him with uh, Q.T. Marshall in that group. Like, I don't think they gave him a fair shot. The match, I don't think this was a push. No, the match itself was fine. The titles just lost a bit of prestige for me, right? And uh, Wardlow's cooled off too. So I don't know. I thought they were saying Luchasaurus is involved here, but I guess it's Christian. So. That's fine, I guess. Uh, yeah, it was
1: okay. The match is okay, but I guess this lame push is now dead in the water. Not only is he he's still in this stupid faction, but now he's lost the title, so he doesn't even have the one thing that kept him afloat. Uh, and why does Wardlin need the title again? It's just so interesting to me. He, it's cooled off. The title's kind of like we need it, the, the 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 title's kind of in limbo. We need something else. I think so too. It's legitimately at the point where I would rather see Lutrasaurus have the title. That's the state of things. Me too. That that sounds better to me.
0: I agree. He I know, I'm just not... Wordlow's really not interesting right now no. to me.
1: Give the belt to the source, even though they're not going to. No. Uh, Next, we get a Guevara interview. Uh, he gets cut off by MJF, and so he offers Sammy a guaranteed spot in the main event of double-nothing. MJF says all he has to do is lay down, and Sammy said basically, no, I'm going to win the whole thing. Um but MJF told Sammy to name his price for the deal so he gives him a, a blank check and MJF agreed to some whatever number right, Sammy wrote and so uh, MJF offered a ham- handshake and Sammy said oh we're friends so they hug um, and so MJF always has a scheme so I thought it was solid I still want a 4 away and maybe we'll get that um, I'm not sure if he's trying to say like Sammy's the best one to be, or because he's got history with him so he I he was confused he could, a bit he thinks he can
0: pay him off yeah, because he's the heliest of them all, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a in the moment, I was a bit confused by this. I'm not gonna lie to you, and I don't, I I agree. Like, I don't know why MJF thinks that Sammy won't just screw him over, right? But then again, MJF might be aware of that and has something else planned, right? Because sometimes yeah. when MJF looks like he's being stupid, he's not. Because to me, this is kind of like you got dumb heel right here, right? Like, I don't, yeah, clearly this isn't gonna work out the way you think it will. Um. But anyways, I, yeah, I, it was fine. I I was a bit confused, but it started to make sense later. I guess. Hmm. Um. Next
1: we had Commander. Commander versus Switchblade. Uh there's that weird springboard thing that Commander did.
0: Yeah, I'm not quite sure what um, even the, was going in on the, like, there. like
1: the Hurricane Rana, kind of messed it, but he kind of saved it. Mm-hmm. Then he missed the moon tilt to the outside. White uh, Suplex dropped him uh, face first on the apron. Uh there's a flurry of kicks and chopes. Yeah uh, from right, chopping. Yeah, from Commander, then a Rope rebound and a roll up for two. Uh Big layer from White. Uh the rope walk dive to the outside from Commander, then back in the ring with the rope walk shooting star for two. Then a springboard Phoenix Splash for two. Then White hit a cutthroat suplex, Blade Runner for the win. And then him and Juice beat up Sean Spears, who was in the crowd, he gave White uh like a five rating. Yeah. right. Perfect ten. Uh, and then Starks makes a save, and Spears, Juice, and then bl- the Bullet Club guys retreat.
0: So Sean Spears is joining Bullet Club, is what I got out of this. <laughs> Honestly. What? I think that's what's going to happen. That's going to be like the swerve, and they, they're one step ahead, and Spears is with them sort of thing. <laughs> Maybe. I, I have a feeling. But anyways, um, I thought it was a fun match, right? Expected outcome. I'm not sure... Why should care about Sean Spears? And again, I feel like he's going to end up joining them. But um, I guess they're starting Jay White out slowly and building to Starks, I think. I don't know. I think it's going to... He's like Spears is going to join them and it's going to add to the feud with Starks. But anyways, Commander's cool to watch. But do you think the novelty is going to wear off at some point? A little bit. Because his stuff, it's the same, right? And maybe that's true of everybody. I don't know. Maybe everybody does the same stuff generally, but somehow I, I think because that's like such a big part of his identity is the rope running stuff right and he's... well it's just the two moves too yeah so um it felt like this was a lot of commander i would have liked jay white that's to look... what
1: i thought yeah like it was a solid match but um lesser for a debut for switchblade i like, thought so too it was more i think he should have been more dominant me too
0: Especially in Commander
1: doing just the same.
0: I have that exact. I would have liked to um, see White look more dominant. White
1: looked good in what he got, but he deserved a lot better. The Blade Runner was nice, though, at least. It was. Uh, and Spears being on was weird, but I guess it sets up some tag match.
0: So that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was good.
1: Uh, next, we got some FTR thing where like Brisco- Mark Briscoe got beat down, and they were in the the doctor's room with uh, Lethal and Co., and they agreed to team with them. But the- has to Briscoe to take out the varsity athletes. which is fine, I guess.
0: I said FTR should not be involved with any of these people other than maybe Mark Briscoe, right? Like, this is just a ragtag group of people that FTR should not be bothering with, I don't think. So I really think AEW needs to start building up some tag teams to feud with FTR and make these belts important again because you've got legit champs now. So I don't know why they're (laughs) messing around with this group, but they are. So I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know.
1: how did... Jared and Lethal keep ending up in the tag team. Right? I, don't, I don't get it.
0: Yes, I don't need FTR around them too yeah. much.
1: Uh, Next we get Adam Cole and Chris Jericho's face-to-face. Um, Jericho said it sounds like the crowd loves Cole because they're cheering him because he's a baby face.
0: He sure is.
1: Baby face to heel face. He's John Cena right now. He is John Cena. Uh, wait, how dare you? <laughs> uh, Cole said that anybody that's followed him knows how much an influence Jericho's been on him. Uh, probably because Jericho idolized Shawn Michaels, so it's like, you know, same thing.
0: Cole looks kind of dumb because what does he think is going to do here? Anyways, dumb baby face.
1: Um And you talk about, like, Jericho was doing that cocky pin where he's like, come on, baby. Yep. Uh, uh Cole said it's pretty damn cool to be in the ring with Jericho, and Cole says he has a ton of respect for Jericho. They shook hands, and then Jericho said he has absolutely zero respect for Cole. Shocking. That is appalling and surprising. Uh, Jericho complained about Cole interrupting his celebration to give Keith Lee a handshake and said it's unacceptable. He said Cole's lucky that Jericho doesn't slap him in the face right now. Uh, Cole calls Jericho a uh, jagoff, and he wonders how hypocritical Jericho can be. Uh, he wonder when the last time Jericho looked himself in the mirror um, at the real Chris Jericho. He wondered if Jericho is the guy that let uh, Jas... Um, Jazz do his work for him, or if he's still really one of the best of all time, he said Jericho's a fickle, insecure, stupid idiot. Um, and Cole said, "If you want Cole's attention, you got it." So now what? And then Jericho said, "He's not a jag off. and he said that Cole doesn't impress him. He said Cole doesn't want to meet Jericho, know him, and or want anything to do with him. Uh, Jericho told Cole, "If he's smart, he'll get his ring the Jericho built right here, right now." Uh, he shoved Cole so that uh, that caused a brawl. And Garcia showed up to tackle from behind, and they double teamed him. Then Baker came for the save, but then the Elcast attacked her because we needed them again. Sure do. Uh, then they got handcuffed Cole to the, the bomb rope, and uh, Jericho got a kennel stick, but then he handed it to the Elcast. So Soraya beat down Baker a lot. Um, <laughs> and that was it.
0: Yeah, I thought the exchange between Cole and Jericho was good, and I actually thought the beatdown of Britt Baker and Cole's acting as he's, like, handcuffed and having to watch his wife get beaten with the kendo stick, I thought he did a really good job. But, like, where was Jamie Hayter? Was she... Uh, She just died in the tag match, I guess. And didn't show up. It definitely adds heat to the Jericho-Cole situation, right? So I'm not a huge fan of Jass, but I get that this sort of creates some heat for them in this story, but... I hope the feud's a bit shorter than most jazz feuds, right? Because they tend to last months and months, it feels like. And then in the middle of this, you kind of asked a good question at the time. You asked, why did jazz not use the women in their own faction? To I guess,
1: like, Ritz? it furthers that feud, too. But, like, but why? Not, but in, why outsource? Like, like it's, why go yeah, elsewhere? Jericho
0: shouldn't be concerned about that. Like, hey, I notice you're in a feud with her. You should be the one to, like, they just should have used Anna Jay and Ty Conti.
1: Or like at least use both, and so then it's more of a numbers advantage. Yeah. So then hater could, hater could come out and still be really overwhelmed. Still,
0: I thought it was an effective segment and did what it was supposed to do.
1: Yeah, um, I thought it was solid. Jericho sounded fine. Um, I thought it was was the best babyface promo from Cole. Um, I thought a couple lines were kind of maxed. like like the stupid idiot because that's like one of Jericho's things, so you kind of have to throw that in. Yeah, which like I got it, but like it just sounds kind of weird, and like the attack. I feel like like there's a lot of usually like cheap insults when it comes to jazz, you know? Yes. So I feel like that kind of made its way in here. But other than that, I thought Cole spoke well. Um, the B-Zone stuff, I didn't care much for. Um, they just had to give me the outcast again. Yep. Um, but I agree. Uh, it did what it had to do. And um, I guess this will be a match we get soon. I don't know if I need this on pay-per-view. It's not, that's not on Cole. That's more on That's more on Jericho.
0: They'll probably have a good match. but
1: I feel like, and I just thought of it, the Cole heel turn because i think that has to come sometime could maybe hinge on when baker turns on hater because i feel like you could to keep the the couple thing kind of loose i feel like they don't like ever like do it a lot but like they always keep baker and cole kind of tied together like they had the mixed tag match against sally or cassie a while ago like here so i feel like they're not going to be opposite sides of the spectrum you know what i mean like they'll probably both be heel. especially
0: because they're doing that show right right so, like, I everybody f- know in theory, people know they're together, and yeah,
1: I feel like. And I'm not saying they have to be like closely associated with like, like Ty, Mello, and Guevara, but no. I'm saying like to have that loose association, it works better if they're both like the same, yeah, it would, right? So, I feel like I'm thinking maybe like whenever Baker decides to turn on hater, Cole will they'll, they'll work some way for Cole. You're to just do dying it, right? for Cole to be a heel again, yeah, not I mean, that it's not a good baby face, no, I just don't really care, yep, I, not to no, okay, but like, I do, but. I want him to be healed. Mm-hmm. Uh speaking of not caring, and I'm fully serious. Same. Uh Hardy's promo. Uh we're gonna firm deletion and they'll announce it when it is soon and Jeff Hardy's gonna speak on Rampage, so good thing Rampage is on Saturday and I won't watch it.
0: I was super happy that they're taking this to Rampage, right? I just don't know Hardy's in twenty twenty three.
1: The deletion's so overused now, it's like Yeah. That's their match, I guess.
0: Yep. So, I uh, have no interest, so go ahead, take it to the show I don't watch. Totally yeah, fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. Good I'm decision. Good. Yeah, We're good. Support it.
1: I don't... Uh, especially as a speaking role. I know. <coughs> I guess he can't win with Jeff. No. Uh, I guess he can't drive with Jeff either. Actually, no, you could drive with Jeff. Jeff can't drive with He can't he drive, can't with, drive with anyone. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Uh, next, we get Jake Hager and 2.0 versus Billy Gunn. Sorry, Daddy Ass and the Acclaimed... <laughs> it's just it's so weird when they bill it like that like i know i I write
0: billy Gunn in my notes because i do i do because i was like i
1: did the first time i think i wrote daddy ass i was just like you know something about that seems weird yeah
0: it's not ideal Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: um yeah uh jas attack them uh during like at the end of the entrance when they're kind of reaching the ring and bones is about to like say the acclaimed have arrived um bones hits that strike combo usually hits to menard uh Parker has a cheap shot to bones with some object in, um, and uh
0: covers him for two. A loaded comb. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You didn't get that? It's one yeah, of my notes. A loaded sure. comb.
1: And then is that what Billy Gun snapped after? I think. That right? is correct. Okay. It looked weird. It did not look like a loaded it's comb. It's like a
0: switchblade comb that that he uses. Interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, then
1: Bowens hit a rolling elbow, then he hits the arrival, and then Mike dropped from, uh, Caster, and they get the win, and I guess now they don't have to join Jazz, because that was the random stipulation
0: that randomly got thrust upon us. Oh, it was? I don't even know if I knew that. They
1: mentioned on commentary, and that was really it.
0: I, uh, this was a little more than an enhancement match, basically, right? I thought Bowens looked pretty awesome, but nothing else really stood out, so it was there. Mm-hmm. Bowens is cool, man. I really like him. Mm-hmm. He surpassed um, Caster for me, other than the wrapping is cool, but I think Bowens is better in ring at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he looked good, and the rest was kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, it was
1: fine, but it was pretty short for what I expected. Like I I know it's like a pretty minor line, but it felt like kind of a flat playoff, or no, sorry, not playoff, payoff match. Um, I just don't think it's very much of a purpose. Like, it was a quick win for the Oakland. This feels like the match you would use to build them for the grudge match, not... The grudge match itself. Correct. If there even is a grudge. It was not very long, that's for no. sure. Uh, next we get our main event, which is Jungle Boy versus Samuel Guevara. Um, so the first thing I got was with their Jungle Boy went for a dive, took Guevara on the apron, he gets caught the jumping knee. Then there was a Spanish fly off of the apron from Guevara. Uh, Jungle Boy hit a comeback or lariat. Uh, there's a really clean diving destroyer for two, which was super really nice. quick
0: snap on it, too.
1: Uh, springboard cutter from Guevara. Uh, back suplex flip into an implant DDT from Guevara for looked two. That was awesome. gnarly. Uh, Guevara avoids a comeback earlier, hits a poison raw. Then Jungle Boy comes back with the basement form to the back of the head, and they're both down. Then we get a bit of a strike exchange. So Jungle Boy locks him in the snare trap until a rope break. Uh, so they're battling on the top rope. Guevara gets knocked down. And he drop kicks Jungle Boy off the ropes. And he hits off the timekeeper's table face first. And he's about to beat the ten count. Guevara distracts the ref as he gets back in. Then MJF pulls him back out of the ring, clocks him with the diamond diamond ring, and then rolls him. Or sorry, not rolls him, but like leaves him on the outside. And Guevara gets a count out win.
0: Yeah, um, there was some crazy moves in this. Like the Spanish fly to the floor was nuts and the Destroyer was cool and the Implant DDT all looked awesome. Really, really liked the match. Um, was shaping up to a great main event. With lots of crazy looking moves that were delivered perfectly. The table spot looked pretty good too, right? So the match was excellent, but the finish, like the ref continuing his count after being like bear hugged by Guevara. He didn't restart the count or anything. He just took, kept up, like started back at I guess eight. I,
1: I guess if he doesn't see him going back in, but
0: I I don't know. I I I have to believe there's a better way to get to the same ending. I don't mind the count out victory. I just feel like that whole he starts counting and then a huge obvious distraction, so MJF can use the yeah. ring. There there had to be a better way to do I that. I guess it's for the shenanigans, but it was clunky though. I would say yeah, and and it's not Jungle Boy or Sammy's fault. They didn't book the finish so. I thought their performance was pretty great and a highly entertaining main event. I can forgive the finish; it's yeah a minor detail. I thought they uh, they looked awesome yeah. in this.
1: I thought it was a really good main event, much better than last week. And they, yes, considering I think they said this is the first time they've worked together, they had some really good chemistry. I thought um, some of the sequences and the spots were really cool. They had some nice strikes. Um, if this match was to- if this was a match and it got topped up with MJF and Darby, it would be so good. Yes, they should do that. <laughs> right. Um. The finish here wasn't really ideal, but I guess if for the story of MJ's deal with Sammy, maybe that's the shenanigans we need to get to the... like him, MJ's kind of meddling in the tournament, right? So maybe that'll cause Tony Khan to step in and be like, boom, four-way, because Jack. God,
0: yeah, just for you. Just because we got to get to a four-way at some point, right? Uh. So overall... I really don't understand how you can't. Overall, I like this show... I think more than last week. In ring, I liked the Outcast match. I'm not going to lie. I also liked the main event quite a bit. Um, what other matches were there that were... And then segment-wise, the opening segment was good. Um, I liked the brawl with Blackpool and the Elite. I thought that was entertaining. Wardlow Hobbs was fine. Commander Jay White was entertaining. So, I don't know. Just kind of looking at it. Minus marks for the Hardys, obviously. So, I would go good not great maybe the same as last week i think a B. this match, like i would say i really like the main event but i still don't know if i'd say oh you got to go out and watch it it was the best match on the show and it was very good but i don't think it's quite a must yeah. watch so a b show for me it felt yeah. like
1: um match wise the women's match was pretty good actually which is better than usual and it felt like it wasn't too short uh tnt town match was an afterthought to me JY white commander was solid uh then the trio's match was not really much and the main event i thought was really good then the opening segment was really nice um cole and jericho was really nice as well uh and also the blackpool elite segment was solid too so i think like general is pretty good show i would also give it a b yeah i think it was like pretty average
0: yep it was a good show uh hoping for something in the a range it feels like it's been a while so yeah we need something like that my socks knocked off next week hopefully but now we'll turn our attention to a little bit of trivia in a segment we like to call Off the Top of His Head. All right, this week's trivia is going to be Kevin Owens' trivia, all right? I feel like you'll do really well, but we'll see. Maybe not. You could surprise me. So Kevin Owens won the Universal title, true or false? No, just kidding. <laughs> um, what year did he win it in? 2016. Correct. Uh, what pay per view or show did he win it on? Bra. Correct. In what type of match? Four away elimination. Okay, I'm gonna list people who was not in the match with him. Okay. So uh we've got Reigns, Rollins, Cass or Miz. Miz. Correct. miz was not in the match. I
1: know Cass was there, which is weird. But yeah, I I know, I know, know he have, was there. That would
0: have been who I picked for sure. Yeah,
1: but I I know he was there.
0: True or false, Kevin Owens signed with WWE in two thousand thirteen. True. yep it is Pretty oh no sorry it's false for okay. 2014
1: i was gonna say i thought 2013 was a little early but... yeah
0: kevin owens lost his intercontinental championship when sorry at, at well because he's had it more than once has twice he? so at wrestlemania which wrestlemania was okay, it 32 yes what type that of match? Been the
1: second reign. like it was like a seven man ladder match i think
0: good so who wasn't involved ready yeah okay. Luke Harper Luke Harper Star okay, so who was involved then? Um
1: Owens, Zane, Miz, Ziegler, yes. Zack Ryder, Cara. Zack
0: Ryder is not there.
1: Yeah, he was. He won it.
0: Oh, sorry. Yes, you're right. Zack Ryder defeated Ziegler, Owens, Miz, Stardust, Stardust, Sammy Zane, and Did I say Ziggler? Yeah. One yeah. other there you go i don't know you might have um because i'm always trying to like mentally cross them off the list as you're saying them and then i get lost sometimes in what round was kevin owens drafted to raw in 2016 three (laughs) good luck sorry three no fourth round damn 18th overall who did kevin owens defeat in his nxt debut cj parker correct why would you know that i don't know Who did Owens defeat to win the Intercontinental Championship for the first time? Ryback. Yes. At what show? Night Champions. In what year? 2015. How long did he hold the belt? 83 days. (laughs) 85 days. Damn. I was going to say that. Who did he lose to? Ambrose. Correct. So Kevin Owens won the Intercontinental Championship for the second time in what year? 2016. And on what program or pay-per-view? Raw. Correct. In what type of match? A five-way. Correct. Who was not involved in okay. the match? So you've got uh, Tyler Breeze, Zack Ryder, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, and Stardust. Who wasn't there? Who wasn't as, there?
1: Is that six people?
0: I think so. Wait. One, do it again. two. Owens, Ryder, Ambrose, Breeze, Ziggler, Stardust.
1: Okay. I'm going to go with
0: Ryder. Correct. He was not in the match. Stardust, my boy. How many seconds did it take Goldberg to defeat Owens for the universal title at Fastlane?
1: I know this. And what year was it?
0: 2017. Correct. How many seconds? I want to say it was like,
1: was it in like a minute 26 or something? Less. Significantly. 70s. 22 seconds okay that's that's it. gross that's mean to Kevin Owens yeah because it's like a distraction right before the match
0: who did Kevin Owens defeat to win the United States Championship for the first time Jericho and when was that mania 33 wow you know a lot of stuff last one when did Kevin Owens lose sorry which event did Kevin Owens lose the NXT championship oh that was Tiger Brooklyn the latter match to whom uh Balor and what show was that? Brooklyn. Uh no. Yeah. This says Beast in the East.
1: Oh right, yeah, he definitely there. Never mind. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see, there's any bonus stuff here. He shares a birthday with which superstar? Now deceased. Owens is on record saying it's his favorite wrestler. Crispin Benoit. Correct. No. What? <laughs> As if. Um it's the inspiration for his name.
1: Kevin Nash.
0: No, his name. Kevin <laughs> Sullivan. Not the Kevin, you're focusing on the wrong name. I can't believe you don't know this. Owen I Art. knew this. Yeah. Uh-huh. I knew this one. His son's name Owen. So he's always claimed that that's Owen his favorite wrestler. <laughs> yes, Owen <laughs> Owens. Um and there's no other things that you would know. So good job. You knew a lot about that I figured you would. It was only 10 questions, but I dragged them into like 15 or so by. <laughs> right. Just asking you the details that I knew you would know. All right, so let's get back to wrestling. We're going to take a look at other stuff from this week. Things we like, things we didn't like. It's called High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, Monday was the first day, so that's Raw, so that's you. Anything good or bad from Raw this week, sir?
1: Um, I only had a couple. You only ever um, have a couple. But not mean i guess so
0: not mean yeah um okay. i
1: heard good things about rollins and miz's match um that was apparently good and i saw a few highlights it looked solid yeah they look pretty good and they have a good track record remember back last 2018 they only they had the only good match
0: right the miz having the only good match crazy Well, he's good he's solid yeah he is he's needs to wwe style he's He's quite, a Ziggler or uh, Rollins, and he's good. Yep. And then the only other one was
1: Riddle uh, in a pr- backstage promo with Owen Zane. He was a little more serious, talking about his history at the Bloodline. Uh, they took they solo took him out, and they also took out Orton. So I uh, he's there to kick ass, and it sounded good, like not stupid. Yeah, nice. So that's good.
0: And so the, I hear the main event at Backlash is a six-man tag. Which
1: is ironic, because WrestleMania Backlash last year was McIntyre. In R. K. Bro versus Bloodline.
0: So what is it? Sokoa and it's
1: Solo and those versus those. Riddle. Three. Yeah. Yeah. It, that'll either be the main event or it's Cody and Brock.
0: Oh right. That makes sense
1: too. Yeah. And then it, I feel like at some point they'll do Bad Bunny and Ray versus Damien and Dom or something.
0: Feels like it. All right. I guess moving on to NXT. It's all I have this week, so we'll be I think done after this. Um first wrestled in general, only one, I think. Well fact check as we go. I think only one of the NXT 10 wrestled on this episode, right? So we've gone through who the NXT 10 are, um, and I think it was only Wes Lee on this show of all of them. Who did he face? Oh, it was Charlie Dempsey? Correct. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, NXT high spot. I thought the opening tag match was pretty fun. It was a triple threat for the championships. And so, that was kind of random since they just did that. I know. There seemed to be a lot of multi-man tag matches. Actual triple threats. So, three members in at the same time. Okay. So, they got... It right. Oh, wait. No. They, they did it right on yes, the other NXT They one, right? tend okay, to. Okay. So, And really showcase Julius again. This guy is crazy, man. He, like, suplexes and kip up several times in a row. He leaps directly up to the top rope for a moonsault. He hit a pretty nice looking doctor bomb. He hit a suplex to both of the dyad at the. Oops, sorry, I keep hitting the mic. Both of the at the same time. So he looked really good in this. Just continues to uh, impress with his just combination of skills, to be honest, and his crazy power. So you have Ivy Nile accidentally gets taken out on the floor by Jagger Reed. He gets knocked off the apron and hits her, I think. And then um, Brutus hits the Brutus ball, but Julius ends up leaving to go check on Ivy Nile. So this leaves Brutus all alone in the ring and Gallus hit their much improved finisher. It's like a kick helicopter kind of thing, whatever it is. Um, yeah, they used to add a uh, stand and deliver, her remember. It's good. So it looks like that's the one they're going with, which I agree with. So they end up retaining and winning in 14 minutes. Pretty chaotic triple threat match. That was a fun way to start the show. I figured Gallus would retain, but I assumed the Dyad were taking the pinfall because they'll request their release sort of thing, right? Uh rumors were that they they were going to be granted their release apparently not they're still there wrestling right so um the creeds took the pinfall which i was surprised and i'm wondering is this like the groundwork for brutus to start to get annoyed because julius left right is this the splintering of the creeds because i feel like i feel like julius is getting noticed as a singles and they don't have respect for tag teams in this company right in this Kill it. Kill it. So that they'll be like, there's money in Julius by himself. There's not money in him as a tag team, which I don't think is completely wrong sometimes, at least not the way they treat tag teams, right? It's probably true. But, anyways, uh, a good way to start the show. Then I don't even know if it's a high spot or rest hold. So I guess it's notable. And I put it in here. I told you they're giving Nathan Fraser like. almost like a satirical news set and it's called hard hitting home truths with nathan fraser that's so weird it is weird um so he's drinking coffee and talking about he's a guy that can some says he's more than a guy that can just flip he talks about how things haven't gone great since he returned from his injury that he comes close to winning all the time but something's missing and then he says it's easy to get sad or depressed about it but he's ca- he came to a realization that this place is cutthroat and full of studs and studettes um, this place is quality and all you have to do is look inward he can't be sad if he doesn't throw down and speed is important in life as it defies gravity like an airplane if you're fast enough unhappiness can't catch you okay right so i don't know what to think about this he showed more personality here for sure than he usually has, but this character change is kind of weird. And I don't I need more time to decide if it's an improvement or not. At least they're trying something, right? And they're focusing on him and they're giving him time to do more than just look good in a match and lose. So I guess we'll see where it goes from here. Um high spot just because it's no Amdar, he debuted in ring, or I guess returned in ring technically, because he's been there before, right? He's wrestled in NXT
1: you uh I don't technically not not angsty proper no technically not
0: oh so he carries the cup in the heritage cup like a baby and kisses it before putting it on the table which I liked he faced miles Bourne who I think I've seen before uh so Dar showcase a uh, level up regular he's uh kind of impressive actually so Dar showcase submissions he's kicks horrible on the mic a stiff looking knee strike and is finishing Nova roller which it's a lot of running kicks to the face in this company right now Right. So, um, but anyways. that
1: one, Wesley Axiom. Right. Gallus. Gallus if you really want to go of. there. Yeah. Um. It's quite a few. That's Clay- four. Uh, Claymore. If you want to go main roster. Yeah.
0: Um. A lot of the Bro kick. kick. <laughs> a lot of kicks. Uh, that's how I got. So this was less than three minutes, but uh, I'm just happy to see Dar there. And uh, honestly, Bourne has potential. He has decent size and look, and he moves really well. He's really quick. Duke so. Hudson
1: used to win with a big boo, right? Did he? That's where be. He did that.
0: Yeah, that sounds like it could be. Uh, rest Hold, and it's two segments in one because they can't just have one. Briggs, that Jensen, that whole thing. So the first segment, my note says, Briggs interrupts Kiana James' businessing because we never really know. But yeah, she's so busy. Verb. She's at a big desk doing stuff. So um, he's sad, and he wants uh, Kiana James to help fix it because obviously he and Jensen are having issues. Jensen walks in. Have you seen his makeover? Nope. So he's wearing like dress pants and loafers with no socks and like a shirt that's kind of unbuttoned and he's got glasses and a ponytail. So he's clearly, the the idea is that he's basically doing whatever Kiana tells him to now, right? He's basically controlled by her. Um, He's tired of being treated like a kid and Kiana treats him like a man. He said he makes his own decisions, which I think is the point he doesn't anymore. And he wants Briggs to leave. Um, So it's just continuing. Still doesn't doesn't interest me. Uh, They're committed to it. So it's long-term storytelling. So good for them, I guess. I guess that's what they're doing. Right. And then at the second segment is in the bar. So Briggs and Henley, uh, Fallon Henley, assume that when Jensen walks in, he's there to apologize. But he's not. You can tell he's just parroting things that um, Keanu James has told him, right? And Briggs gets mad. And we're going to get a mixed tag match next week. And really bad acting all around, except for Briggs. He seems kind of natural. But everybody else, it's like, well, it's kind of like if you ask 20 whatever year olds to act like they're 12 again, it's probably awkward to do, which is kind of what they're doing with this. Right. So yeah. high spot. I thought bronze attack on Odyssey Jones.
1: I saw him spear him.
0: So he, it was a good spear. He cuts a kind of generic heel promo. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Insulting the crowd and then chase you. And of course, he's a heel. So guess what he's wearing now? Black. All black. Uh, so Duke Hudson interrupts. And he's mad because Braun ruined his MVP ceremony next week and tore up the chase you flag. Hudson's actually really funny here, mocking Braun for being sad and for liking nobody. And then basically, like Braun starts talking, his, and it goes. Hudson's like, "Oh, you Braun thought I was done talking, sort of thing." Like really, just um, funny here, and clearly not afraid of Braun at all. He ends up challenging Braun to a match at Spring Breakin, and completely thought that this was Hudson challenging Braun, but it turns out it's Andre Chase and not Hudson. So Hudson was really, really good here. I don't. Know where this came from, but uh, and again, it felt like he was challenging Braun and then they switched it, so I don't know what happened, but build will build to that. I guess Hudson almost over like he he did, he overshadowed Braun here and he kind of almost undermined Braun as a monster heel because clearly Hudson is not taking Braun very seriously, right? So I liked it. Uh, rest hold GG Dolan's back to normal here. <laughs> Because I really liked her segment last week, right? When she was at her home talking about her... One step
1: forward, two, des- two steps back. Pretty
0: much. But this week she was interrupted by Cora... Or she interrupted Cora Jade um during an interview with Mackenzie. And Dolan sounded back to like overacting, really sounding bad. Um Just a quick setup for a Dolan Jade match for this show. A high spot, I thought there was a solid women's TV match. It was Zoe Tark- Stark taking on uh, Roxanne Perez. Perez won in eleven minutes with the pop rocks out of the corner. Doesn't one, look impactful enough. One cool spot was um, Perez did a suicide dive. She goes between the bottom and the middle rope, and Stark caught her on her shoulders and then dropped her on the apron, which looked good. And then Stark also hit a really nice looking half and half back in the ring. So good match, but it's like Stark is back in this have good matches but rarely win thing, like Alba Fire was, right? Well, it's just right. like, and that's what leads me to believe maybe she's on her way out right they're, they're like okay you're a heel you seem to have this heel character you know Perez I saw
1: she's worried about getting lost in the shuffle if she gets called up I'm
0: sure everybody from NXT like the number who are vastly outnumber the ones that are really successful yeah, right for so, every
1: Belair you have like right five I don't know ascensions
0: yeah or whatever and uh, um Sakoa is doing well La yeah. Knight's kind of being underused, right? Yeah, La Knight's
1: the like the typical middle of the pack. Call-up. Yes, he's being used, but not very You see him, but well. he's not
0: focused on.
1: La Knight deserves a mid card bell. It just sucks. Like, he should get trapped to rock. He'd be a perfect U.S. champion because no one's taking it from Gunther right now. But like, and or the crowd connects him with, with him. So. Oh, I love La Knight.
0: I don't know why. I mean, I've
1: been enjoying him and Chad Gable lately. Yeah, Chad Gable's funny. They're
0: entertaining, right? And that's oh, the point. I that's what the E stands for.
1: I get I, Way too big of a kick out of watching shoosh and Thank You compilations. It's it's really funny. Or I watched a Yeah compilation too. It's really funny. Yeah. It's dumb.
0: Uh, Rest Hold, surprisingly, I know you'll be shocked. Von Wagner opens (gasps) up, question mark. No. So remember last week he lost to Dragunov? And so he can't be with Robert Stone anymore. But apparently he still wants to be because he's like trying to find a way because... He and Robert Stone have been such an amazing combination to yep, this point, brought I guess.
1: Championships all around the world. He's a world renowned superstar.
0: So when Vaughn Wagner opens up, what do you think he says? Um <laughs> something uh, he has something no one says. He has always wanted to be in WWE and it's in his blood, and that his dad was a Beverly brother. So all things we already know is okay. him opening up. That's him. And Robert Stone says that's a good start. Is it? I
1: don't think so. Here's
0: well-known facts about me. That's me opening up. Is
1: he a baby now? Oh, my God. No, I don't think so. I remember.
0: He sounded bad here still. I
1: remember when he tried to turn heel and O'Reilly still bitched him. That was awesome. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was so funny. I mean, granted, O'Reilly lost the match after that, but that Who's, was still funny because it was like a failed heel turn.
0: Who was Wagner tagging with where those segments were so funny where they Kyle were like, O'Reilly. that was it, right? Training in the woods and yeah. stuff? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was
1: the last thing O'Reilly did. <laughs>
0: Those, those segments were hilarious. Or segment. I don't know. if Maybe it was only one. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. But yeah, that was O'Reilly. That's right. That was
1: funny because it was like a failed heel turn. It was, it was
0: so such funny. a weird combination of people.
1: Uh, uh, it's such a shame that that's O'Reilly's last contribution. It is.
0: I miss him. Hopefully he's back at some point. I know.
1: I haven't seen him since like before Forbidden Door. It's been almost a year.
0: Another rest hold was Eddie Thorpe speaking. And I just said like his matches so far, he's been fine but not impressive. He, uh... Gets interrupted by Damon Kemp here. That's obviously going to be a little angle going forward. And I think Kemp's got potential as a heel. And Thorpe, I really want to like him, but just not impressive at any aspect. Fine, like totally fine, but nothing amazing so far. Mm-hmm. High spot, a good match out of nowhere. Um, an earlier interaction on their way into the PC led to an Apollo Cruz Donovan or I was Dijak wondering what Cruz was doing. It. it was something I forget. Is Davocado gone? Uh, I didn't see him this week. Interesting. I forgot all about him, actually. Maybe he's getting drafted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to the main An- roster. Another buddy. gimmick change. Yes. Davokado is
1: like the in between. He went from like, being Baba Tunde in the right. Saudi Rumble to being Davokado for a bit. Then he went to being Commander Z's, the Cruz's yep. Nigerian guy. And then now he's at Davokado. So then he's going to get called up and they'll give him some other thing. Probably. When that doesn't work, you, you Davokado stuff for a bit. Davokado this, Davokado that. Something else, he'll be like,
0: he'll be the Ed Leslie of modern Ooh. day WWE. So that means he has to have like a best friend who's got a major power for, like Which he's Roman's be. buddy or something. <laughs> That's the only way that. And makes he'll sense. have like a million gimmicks. Right, he's Roman's friend from high school yeah, or, or like something. Just make
1: Apollo a big star, <laughs> as if, uh, and then he can be the he can be the Ed Leslie to Apollo's Hulk Hogan. Although I don't think Hulk Hogan would like that comparison.
0: He would not, at all, for <laughs> his bigoted reasons uh really solid match between two veterans who shine in the ring but not really anywhere else I don't think so back and forth hard-hitting action uh Dijak ends up winning this with the feast your eyes in about 10 minutes and then Dragonov comes out attacks Dijak after him and kicks him out of the ring and I really hope they find something to do with DiJack because his matches are quite good but like his character is awful so I I'd be okay even if they give him Robert Stone instead of Wagner and let Stone do something different. But uh, Dragunov-Dijak should be a cool match, eh? Because they'll beat the hell out of each other, those Mm -hmm. two. So I'm looking forward to whenever that happens. I don't know when. Rest hold, big surprise. JC Jane speaks. She interrupts a Dolan-Jade match earlier and then uh, is accusing Dolan of abandoning her 7-year-old brother with their drug-addicted mother, right? Because her whole story was, I escaped my mother. And JC Jane's like, But yeah, you left your little brother there to suffer, sort of. Um, And again, she's just trying too hard. And she's like impossible to believe as the character she's playing. And it drives me crazy. High spot was I did like the Wesley, Charlie Dempsey match. You've got Gulak attacked. It looked good. He I don't know if you know Wesley's entrance, but he like jumps off of the ring steps at one point. Yeah, MSK did that. And Gulak attacks him as he's doing that. So that looked pretty good. And I like the contrast of styles, right? Lee is looking to like fly around the ring and keep things moving quickly. And Dempsey's like trying to get a hold of him and ground him to apply submissions and pinfall attempts and suplexes and stuff. I oh, yeah, so, forgot to mention, I reversed
1: cool. a cardiac kick in the game and he hit, like, he hit him with like a basement drop kick. It kind of reminded me of the stand and deliver spot. Right, with Axiom. Yeah. It yeah, looked kinda. amazing. Yeah.
0: Uh, commentary I thought were helpful here because they talk about Wesley's body is just torn up from all of the recent matches. He's defending this title all the time against good people. And so that even makes Dempsey's style more effective, right? Because he's kind of nursing injuries that Dempsey can sort of target and make worse. And then obviously Wesley wins here with the cardiac kicked after I think it was about nine minutes. But I thought Dempsey got to showcase his style in a longer match than most of the ones he's had. And I would say he kind of dominated the middle portion of this and it was a good TV match. And then Gulak and Dempsey beat down Wesley after the match. So I think this was like gatekeeping getting to Gulak and Wesley, which should be a good match as well, right? Because it's more of that similar style contrast. Uh, Rest Hold, I don't even know. Uh, Have you heard of Oba Fimi? Level up guy. You should look up his vignette. It was him just throwing furniture and having it smash on the ground. Um, Well, not even furniture. I think there was a keg. There was like furniture, Why? other stuff, because he's big and strong, buddy. He's 6'4", 275. Oh. So I'm expecting another limited big man to debut next week. Um, he's an NIL signing. Wait, but what if he's really fast like Odyssey Jones? That's what I'm saying. It's funny you say that because I say they keep running these guys out here to see if they get any traction. Hasn't worked for the likes of Wagner and Odyssey Jones, right? Ooh, he's a big guy with some athletic pedigree. Put him out there. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of working for Sol Ruka because she's, like, volleyball girl, but she's a oh, she's ex- woman, sorry. She's progressing. She's picking up stuff fast, I think. Um, and then the final segment was fine, I guess. I don't know if it was either, but I should mention it because it was significant. That it was the Mello-Waller, um, what's it called? The Grayson-Waller effect show. So, obviously, Mellow's going over his accomplishments and Waller's kind. Waller's point was interesting. He said that, like, I agree. Basically, you've got a lot of accomplishments, but I'm as big a star with you as you without winning anything, which I thought was kind of cool, right? I don't um, know if he's as big, but and he close-ish. also pointed out that yes, Mello won the championship at because I, I think Hayes is like, but you lost at Sand and Deliver, and Waller's like, no, I didn't, right? Because it wasn't an actual match. I guess, but they never say that. it's, it's not, a heel move. It's though. not like
1: a, I guess so, but they never say it doesn't count like AEW does.
0: And then he points out that sure, you won at Stand and Deliver, but I stole the show, which was kind of true as well from Waller, right? So they kind of go back and forth insulting each other, and the segment was pretty good, nothing special, and um, NXT seems to be ending shows with segments a lot lately, which I'm not a huge fan of, but... First 2.0 ended with a wedding. (laughs) Oh, I completely forgot about that. But overall, uh, NXT was a pretty watchable show. I liked some of the in-ring stuff, right? Like two or three matches that were good, so... I would say three matches that were good, so... That's nice in a two-hour show. Uh, it's it's not as consistently bad as it used to be. I know that's not exactly a ringing endorsement, but I feel like we're baby-stepping towards, if we could just get this J- Briggs and Jensen stuff over with, it would free up time for other stuff that mm-hmm. might be interesting. But anyways, um, that's all I have for High Spots and Rest Holds because I did not yeah. get to, to Impact Show. So you said no figuring this week? So I think we're done coming in and right at our, the sweet spot I like. We're at 140 right now. So that's gonna wrap up episode 144. Um, we're gonna to get to bed because it's really late in this house right now. It um, is, but we will definitely be back here next week from uh, with episode 145. I'm sure Jack will be updating us on maybe his experience at uh, Bounty Hunter collectibles and hopefully you find whatever you're looking for there Specifically Seth Rollins. so everybody have a great week watch some wrestling, come back, listen to us talk about it, feel free to contact us if you'd like, fnswrestling at gmail.com is our email fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast on Instagram, leave a comment in YouTube if you like, we promise we'll get back to you, thanks for taking some time out of your week to listen to us talk about wrestling we'll be back here next Saturday, see you then until then, take care